again, all my gorgeous listeners, and thanks, Mel, for tuning in to another episode of the Glow West podcast. We are here to chat all about the wonders of sex, sexuality, and the body. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Caroline West, and I'm always delighted to be part of the Tortoise Shack Network, where you can find tons of content on politics, culture, society, and of course, me with the sex podcast. If you like what we do, please do consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack to help keep the mics going, or please pop over to Apple and rate and review. If you want to get in touch, the Instagram and Twitter is at Glow West Podcast. So today we are talking about a topic that people may or may not have heard of before, and that is the issue of sexual racism, something that's very prevalent um, in the dating scene across the world, I guess, and definitely here in Ireland. So today I am talking to Pradeep, who is a visual designer, writer, and advocate of diversity, e- equity, and inclusion based in Dublin. He's actively creating awareness about sexual racism experienced by gay and bisexual men of colour living in Ireland. Pradeep writes for GCN about the mental and sexual health issues of LGBTQ plus migrants living in Ireland. And recently he did an anti-racism campaign, which is hashtag proud AF with Gay Project Ireland. Pradeep, how are you? Thanks so much for joining me today. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. And thank you so much for this invite. And uh, this is great uh, that someone like you showed the interest. Um, and I'm so excited to talk about this interesting topic. Oh, well, you're, you're an absolute legend for coming on and talking about it and giving your time. So I think to, to start with, maybe people don't know what sexual racism is. So can you explain for people who, who may be new to that particular term? Yeah, so um, interestingly, uh, sexual racism is one of the most less discussed and glamorous, uh, less gra- uh, glamorous issue and topic that gay uh, in want to talk about. Uh, it is there, it is all around us, but we don't see it. And unless you victim, you don't realize it's intensity. So I will tell you briefly uh, what is sexual racism and how it came to place. Okay. So uh, in uh, 1976, uh, Dr. Charles Herbert Stenberg um, developed the concept called sexual uh, racism. So Dr. Stenberg uh, was a psychology professor professor in Columbia University and University of uh, Chicago. So uh, primarily he developed this concept and the template to uh, generate data about sexual desires between uh, heterosexual men and women and it is mainly focused about black women and men. Uh, they were restricting, uh, restricted to having meaningful interracial uh, relationships and how that led uh, to affect of their uh, social um, exclusion, their mental health and sexual health, okay? okay. Um, and uh, later, uh, many contemporary uh, researchers uh, and scholars, they use this template and this concept to measure the impact of sexual 
exclusion of gay men of color and how they were uh, excluded uh, as a potential sexual partners with their sexual objectification. So uh, that is a brief history of sexual uh, racism and how it is relevant to the academia because in Ireland, what I heard that most men, uh, they reject this concept and they outrightly say, no, there is nothing like sexual racism, it is about personal choice and each one has the choice. So uh, so that's a, a starting point of uh, sexual uh, racism. And that's, there is so yeah. much text available about uh, intimacy and sexual um, health and its relation to our mental health. Yeah, for sure. If if you're being discriminated against, obviously that has a huge impact on your mental health. But go back to where you said that about the denial of sexual racism. So Ireland is a country where we're great at denying things and we're great at denying that there is racism in the country. But specifically, sexual racism looks like things like on a dating app, someone might put up no blacks, no Asians or something horrific like that. And that's, you know, they're saying that's personal choice. But you're saying that's actually a racist statement. You, you're correctly yes. saying that's a racist statement. Yes. Yeah. It is. Uh, so um, we need to firstly understand like each one has the choice and each one has the biases, okay? Um, and it is it is natural. Each one has choice, each one has preferences and biases. But the problem happens, uh, the problem begins when one one section of uh, population was excluded because of their skin color, their nationality, uh, how they look, uh, what they wear, what they eat. And um, also there is some notion like first world country, third world country, or Asian countries, or uh, South American countries. So, so when it comes in the place like um, your color and that you, uh, your sexual objectification uh, relate to your uh, geographical location, suppose you're Indian or Pakistani. So that that's create personal choice and that that is harmful. So that personal choice excluded the entire population of that region, that is harmful and that creates more complications for uh, gay men of color. Mm, and, and definitely, yeah, you're judging an entire race or, or, you know, group of people by the actions of a few or, you know, that's just racism in a nutshell there. You're judging them by simple things. But would, would that count as well as like things like fetishization? So, you know, if people are, oh, I only date, you know, whatever kind of person, a black person or an Indian person, and it's they're not really seeing them as human. They're fetishizing them really yeah absolutely it is such a, a bizarre thing uh, uh, so i'm so i'm from india and i'm living in ireland for 9 years so you see my journey was so hard so first of all it is so hard to make uh, yourself visible okay uh, 
there is something uh, gay men, and I'm not only calling about Irish gay men, okay, but the, all this Caucasian or European gay men, they had this some um, undertone of Asian countries, or, oh, these are third world countries, and they, people come here for jobs and education. But if you see that these people come and they're hardworking people and uh, there is something called the safe haven for gay world in Western hemisphere, which is a propaganda because uh, it is not true. Yes, uh, the uh, your government is protecting my sexuality by the law. But the gay community, or I would like to say queer community or LGBTQ plus community, they don't accept us. They don't accept me or people like me because we don't fit in their sexual fantasy. And then, and that's uh, the power dynamic and each time people of color or immigrant people of color and they go to uh, dating apps or the gay bars or the saunas, it is hard for them to be uh, visible or get attention or attract people. And again, we need to look at this uh, really deep issue of mental health because sexual because sex is not everything. You can actually have friends. You can have someone to talk with. You can have someone to go for drinks. So, but everything comes down to the sex, and then it becomes really segregating for people of color because you are not. Um, uh, presented in 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 the populist mind they are not presented as attractive or de desirable uh, and they are outsiders and they come here for study or still uh, or still jobs so okay. that is the bigger issue yeah i can imagine then if, if that's the case where there's you know, that, that kind of widespread exclusion, you know, going to say maybe some support services or community groups or something like that may be a bit harder then because you're so fearful of being rejected mm. again and again and again. Yeah, yeah. And oh, with this COVID scene, it has become more deep on the, the gap. And uh, there are social groups, okay? Uh, there are really beautifully uh, running um, social groups for, uh, for, for IBM, for gay, for trans, and for a lot of the segments of um, LGBTQ plus acronym. But the issue is most of this group, they are represented and they are founded by Irish people, okay? So, and most of the people who run this group, they don't have understanding or desire or aspiration to learn about immigrant issue or uh, to learn about uh, issues of people of color or, or people who are disabled or people who are uh, culturally not uh, uh, familiar with Irish society. And so this group are 
they are functioning well, but they are functioning well for certain segment of the society of the gay culture. They are not. Uh, they are not inclusive. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and the things become more complicated when you go to such groups and uh, they are run by uh, majority and people and they don't have aspiration and from and from their view there is no racism and they are equal and everything but no but but we need to step back and look at it um, harshly like how these things and how these groups are acting or i will tell you my experience so when i uh, so when i went uh, to any uh, social groups so suppose that there are some uh, running groups and hiking group i won't criticize them they are purely amazing places but they are made for different purpose and i don't feel i, I don't fit in that purpose and if i go to such places and i will see like 80 people who are white and i'm only one color it feels really overwhelming and then people mostly look you when you are different they uh it becomes a bit uncomfortable and you need to uh, have really tremendous power inside because you have to face these people who might never have interact with indian person or they might they might never have interact with confident gay indian man so it becomes challenging yeah and you just become like a stereotype or not a real human because you're just like their font of knowledge rather than just you just trying to go for a hike yeah <laughs> on your thing yeah. yeah 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 and 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 you know again uh, it is also cultural so in in my country uh, in my culture or or if you go to whole, uh, if you look at this entire south asian region or you can say the south america uh, uh, uh friendship has different meaning how people interact is different so back in india we don't go we don't need to go to the bars or pubs to see gay people or we don't have to engage in drinking to make a night happening okay so so that is another thing that actually um uh, segregate people and if you don't drink so you don't fit in that place yeah we have a very heavy drink yeah. culture in, yeah. in and, and uh, uh, recently i had this um i saw this beautiful uh, uh short film made by one asian uh, lesbian uh, living in ireland and she mentioned this beautiful quote there that uh, what she, what she is doing now that she's trying to show irish people that there are people of different skin tones and different accents and that's the such a beautiful thing to say that yes we need to show people they are uh, people come from different walks of life they have 
different body structure uh, they have different accent they have different eye colors hair color and things don't need to be just on this uh, spectrum of only sexual attractiveness because one person bring so many different things with Mm-hmm. it's not Absolutely. only about their penis and their asses yeah you know it is a different um, and that is the uh, lack of understanding there uh, we don't uh, recognize we don't talk about it yeah and i can imagine like you know a lot, for a lot of people of color they do get reduced down to um gentles or penis size or or something like that and that's obviously playing into absolutely. things like stereotypes as well absolutely i was talking with this another uh, guy who is from asian country and 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 he's a student in some uh, countryside university of ireland and what he was saying that because his asian people um, expect him to be bottom and they expect his penis will be small size and they expect he will uh, so there is some uh, predetermined st- uh, stereotype of asian uh, men for the, and and they uh, what is more hurting that people don't understand that there are different kind of people uh you don't need to be assume that all Asians are not uh, masculine or they are always bottom or uh, they like to play certain role in sex or in relationship. And also their role is limited only to the sex. So in, in my experience, I have seen uh, many Indian men or Pakistani men, they, they told me the same story and people love to meet us sometime occasionally okay but people don't uh, want to see us as their friends in bars or pubs if you if these people who hook up with some irish man they had great sex but when you see them in the bars pubs or the, or on the street with their friends they don't like to talk with you or they don't like to show the oh i i know this person so it becomes more um, uh, choice of white men how they want to uh, how they want to give me the and how much space they want to give me in this culture that must feel awful and, and that must have like such a huge impact on a person's mental health to be ignored and unblocked and only worth seeing at 2 a.m. in a, you know, in a secret place somewhere, you know, it's like you're hidden away from the rest of society. Like that has to impact mental health. Oh, it is. It is. It is. It is a huge uh, mental health. I have seen people uh, so, so far, so far last uh, several years of what I'm doing, I'm talking with Asian uh, men and women from this community, uh, gay, bi, lesbian, mm-hmm. intersex. What I have seen, it is heartbreaking. Uh, people suffer with the depression. People who never uh, felt the depression, they started feeling mm-hmm. depression. In some cases, people feel suicidal. 
some people uh, have seen where people uh, f uh, feel urge of uh, substance abuse. And more tragic is that when any um, LGBT uh, um, immigrant person, in most cases, therapists are not aware about immigrant issues. They are not aware about how it feels like to be a uh, marginalized person. So they are equipped with knowledge of LGBTQ support, but they are equipped with knowledge that how they can support to someone Irish. So in my in my personal case, sometimes I have to educate my therapist for certain issues. Yeah, we, we've mentioned that in the podcast before with people of color and they've said that, you know, they spend more time they're paying to educate their therapist than actually getting the therapy from them because it's, it's so lacking in Irish society, Um, you know, that that specific training for therapists or um. Yeah, like it's a huge thing. We mentioned that back on, on, I think it was the International Women's Day panel and someone had said, yeah, like it's really hard to go to therapy for that. Yeah, and yeah it is hard. That can lead into other things as well, like an impact on your sexual health as well. Like absolutely, that. absolutely. And what happened, what is happening now, that what we are seeing now, it is just a tip of iceberg, okay? Uh, because... Uh, sexual racism is more deep rooted than just casually excluding member of, of the racial group of uh, as a potential potential uh, sexual partners are uh, uh, forming meaningful relationships it is much deeper than that whole power is held by uh, gay white men so uh, gay uh, men of color, they have to adjust themselves or change themselves, make them likable what gay men want to, want to have. And this happened out of desperation because if you don't uh, compromise your own need, you cannot fit in and that's the thing like you have to fit in you you force indirectly to fit in and uh, and the specific group they define who is sexually worthy who is worth worthy as a person and it's heartbreaking course like and that um, and and we need to understand also there that the sexual racism has different angles so there is something called structural sexual racism cultural sexual racism and interactional uh, sexual uh, racism if you see um, the history of uh, the documentation of sexual racism you will see the Structural sexual racism is that they, the whole sexual environment, they are uh, segregated as, uh, because of their uh, physical appearance, okay? And they are, and, and it stops them to have a healthy interaction between two groups. So the so the one group decide who is welcome, who is acceptable, who is 
who is worthy to have friendships and who can go for night out and if you click photograph for your instagram stories you exclude men of color and you show only masculine latino man i have seen so many examples where the latino man who are not masculine those are amazing people but because they are not six pack they are not welcome yeah and that's you know yeah, and absolutely and 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 if you see like i'm from india pakistan sri lanka bangladesh we speak english so we actually uh, actually communicate but the but the people of color who come from the countries where english is not their language they suffer massively because they complete isolation and it come down to only you can have sex or no sex that's it there is no friendships there is no and and that is second point that i want to talk about there is a little cultural sexual racism so he also the uh, larger section of community implement this idea that who is masculine and who is attractive who has big cocks who is doing bare backs so those are the people only um, um welcome to the scene and if you're not doing that you are rejected you're not hot enough because you don't fit in uh, white man's uh, sexual fantasy and that's why you 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 don't even exist you're transparent and then that the then it had to the third point that is interactional uh, interactional uh sexual uh racism if you go to the apps people often shamelessly say mm, no blacks no issues no fames or only looking for latino big cock and uh, that all creates mental health issue of many people for latino man also i have talked with hundreds of latino men throughout the year and yeah. how they feel like oh so i as a person reduced only to cock yeah that's it and like a cock for the however few minutes the interaction lasts for like you're not seen as a before or after during person with their own needs it's like it's just taking what they can take from you yeah 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 it is it is it is always one sided uh, uh narrative of community and uh, that's what happened when people don't look at each other the people living breathing we often talk about racism only when when any person of color got killed yeah that's true there's an we incident. don't talk about this and i think on the mask psyche is that we make our instagram profile black out to show the support for black life matter but that is important also but you can also see around you that the, there are people of living breathing people of color and you are just ignoring them and for your own satisfaction and sanity you just post 
post or share something like a, a tantalizing post of a black lives yeah. matter i think people don't make that connection sometimes they think of black lives matter and they think of you know the very americanized context and all the horrific stuff that goes on over there and you know would put up their black, black square on instagram but then don't think about their own involvement in racism yeah. and perpetuating it and even on it on that sexual level like they might be like oh i have a black friend which is still racist in itself but they might not think about their dating oh my, approach. My, god. Oh my god 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 i would love to talk about this uh, <laughs> go for uh, it <laughs> because i like to ask this serious uh difficult question to irish men and mostly um Irish men that, oh, we are not racist. I slept with one black guy, or I suck dick of a Nigerian man, or my sister's boyfriend was Asian, and, um, and my brother's uh, wife is Indian. That's what I'm not uh, racist. That is a lame, that is a lame argument. Yeah, so, so bad. That is a lame, uh, yeah. So uh, people easily take uh, take this advantage of this situation. Oh, no, I'm not racist. I slept with people of color, so I'm not uh, racist. But you are judging by by one person you are judging entire community you know so so people took a face value of one person and they said, oh my god so all indian men smell like curry or uh, recently one asian man was talking with me and he told he told me that how people are uh, ask him to like his uh, rice queen because he's from Indonesia and they call him like rice Jesus. queen and Ugh. squinty eyes. Yeah. This is horrible. And the, yeah. the, when that person was talking with me, I was crying like fuck. He is a young student, came to Ireland and uh, Dublin and Ireland was his first destination outside his home country. And it is horrible. People travel thousands kilometers away uh, to assume that the country which has uh, passed uh, marriage equality for referendums. So this must be really uh, inclusive and open culture. But when we come here, we saw this different picture. If you go to the like uh, George or uh, the bar, um, drag queens always, make sexual jokes about Latino man, but they never make any sexual joke or any past in their show about um, Asian man or black man or uh, black man. So you can see like how these things are embedded in people's mind that what is acceptable, what is um, sexy, what is hard and what is not. It is it is really pre uh, so what we have sense of inclusion and diversity it is only on the paper yeah it just, yeah it's just because we have marriage doesn't mean like homophobia and all the phobias are gone just because we have one law absolutely and i will tell you another uh, my um experience so i have this group of international activists and uh, one of my really 
good friend and she is LGBTQ plus activist in Chicago. And we were ha having this chat uh, on Zoom and uh, a few, a few months back, one, one beautiful young gay person was killed in Iran by his family. And it was honor killing because he was gay. And she and her argument was that that man's life would have been saved if he would have moved to a country like UK or Ireland or America. And I just uh, said, no, it is, um, it is, it is, uh, it is false narrative. Yeah. yeah. If he would have come to a country like, uh, uh, country like UK or any Western world, he first of all they would have called. Oh, he's uh, gay Muslim, and then he from Iran, so he must have like big penis, uncut or uh, like cut uh, circumcised penis, and then he will be really good sex and blah blah blah, and then that person. He got killed, but if he would have come as an um, um, asylum seeker or refugee, he would have got the slow death. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, much sure. stigma around Muslims gay, you know? Yeah. And absolutely. then there's a stereotype of Mediterranean and Middle Eastern man. He could have been isolated and uh, mental health issue depression, anxieties, um, uh, and he might have forced to do like a lot of other things. So that is the, there is nothing like safe heaven. No, it's not, not gay people of color. <laughs> Absolutely. For, yeah. for gay people of color and, and immigrants who are not from Western Hemisphere, it is hard. It is it is not self it is not self heaven for us in our own country and also when we travel to thousands miles away to get rid of our own um, homophobic social structure we go somewhere else and fast start to find peace but no for us it's not peace yeah, and that you address that in in your campaign. Talk to us about that. It's the Proud AF or Proud As Fuck campaign, if you want to say it out fully, um, that you're running at the moment. So talk talk to us about that particular campaign. Wow, that that campaign is came like cool breath of air because I'm in nine years in Ireland. I will tell you one thing: most of LGBT organizations in Ireland, and I would like to talk it as a record, they hesitate to talk about immigrant issue. They, they don't have priority to talk about sexual racism. I don't know why and what, but I have seen they hesitate to talk about. Uh, first arguments come, oh no, we are not uh, racist. That's come at the first. Uh, so, so when some organization like uh, Gay Project Ireland, they come up with the concept. I feel wow, because these are all white people's organization and they are producing something or are thinking of some campaign is the big thought, is the big change itself. Huge, yeah. Absolutely. Because I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen. I will tell you the, on the 
record this. If I send any email, any query to any organization, still that I haven't got any reply. I won't, I don't want to take on name of this organization, but these are the really big LGBTQ plus organization in Ireland. They don't feel worth, they don't feel it is purposeful to answer questions of people of color or uh, give them. Uh, recently, I was, I was interviewed for one uh, board of uh, some this queer community and I got uh, rejected from, and it was okay. And then I saw the whole board they have selected it is all white men, uh, all white people, all Irish people. There is no recognition of travelers. There is no recognition of trans. There is no recognition or representation of people of color or immigrants. So as a person of color, I have to wait for this white decision makers in the community to, to make their, so I have to wait to, wait for them to make their own priority to tackle my issues. Why can't they share power with trans people or, or travelers or people of color or immigrant? Yeah, there's a long Why way can't to go we with have, that. You know? yeah. yeah, it is a long way, but uh, we don't even talk about it. And thank you for you because you gave me this invitation to talk about it. And I've I always thank you for GCN because they gave me the free space to talk and write about what I feel uh, really required and uh, uh, necessary to address this issue or write that people will read about it. And I don't expect that things will change overnight. But, but down the line, five years, more people like will become they will come, they will talk, they will discuss, they, they will try to uh, gather the momentum and it will change. Absolutely. And the, the work begins with all of us to, you know, play all our roles, make sure that we are always learning and always listening and being as inclusive as we possibly can. And your work is great for that because there's, you know, you are writing out there about these topics, which is fantastic. And um, where can people find your work if they want to follow up? And because your, your articles are really great and very accessible, you know, to, to people who want to learn a lot more about this, which everybody should yeah, be learning um, more. So uh, you can search my name and TCN, so you can see whatever I have written so far. And also people can follow my Instagram page that is um, uh, uh, Queer Myths. Uh, and you can see all the illustration that I'm making about sexual racism and sex, mainly because we need to talk about sex. We need to talk about sexual diseases. We need to talk about HIV. We need to talk about sexual racism at the core. We need to talk about uh, the relationship between mental health and sexual health. And that's my small uh, like contribution that I want to make this happen. This discussion need it is necessary because. You know, one thing I would like to tell that 
why I feel so much pain because when I come to Ireland and people like me when they come to Ireland we think that we will get the safe space and my own community they uh, who is in Ireland suppose my Indian community in Ireland they bring their own homophobia with them they bring their own belief with them so i don't get any support from my own community or neither i get support from irish community so people like me people there are like chinese people and korean people taiwan uh, pakistan bangladesh afghanistan those people they come here they are not happy their each day is struggle for them each day is each interaction is is so stressful for them because everything comes down how we look and everything comes down that we are not part of white populations of sexual fantasy yeah yeah and like you said yeah there's a lot of work to be done with our internal stuff and external um feelings of, of racism and stuff as well and but i want to correct you that your work is not small it's definitely not small it's really important and it's huge actually to have this conversation started so it's not just an instagram page or a column it's huge work and i, I really do appreciate that you're out there um putting that out there and it's up to everyone else to do the work then and you know unblocking um the racist tendencies and stuff so pradeep it's been incredible talking to you and you know i hope everyone has learned a whole lot and just kind of takes time to reflect on on their attitudes and you know beliefs that they hold as well and um yeah just kind of keep doing the work so thanks Amel and um yeah you said that people can follow you on Instagram do you have a Twitter as well people can follow uh yeah uh Pradeep Mahadeshwar um, on Twitter and uh, recently I just keep it account private because of this campaign proud of if i got trolled by the right wing in ireland and i got like a lot of threat to like killing and everything but um, nothing will stop me you can keep no. following me absolutely yeah. <laughs> and i will keep talking yeah. no and you, so you should yeah I'll, I'll link to your accounts as well um when i'm doing the promotion for this but thank you so much and it, it's been really really great chatting to you thank you so much for giving this opportunity thank you so much hey, not at all and thanks Mel, to all my listeners for listening in again you know really go check out um Pradeep's work it's really educational and just maybe reflect on that a little bit and you know unpack all these messages that we have in our primary society from culture from everything and try and build a better world because that's the world we want to live in so thanks Mel, and i'll chat to you next week